0: Chapter twenty one Preparing for Departure The Death of the Monster by Alan Eric Frank D'Angelo Reader On the morning of the day on which we were to set out with the last packs of gold, the sky was partly overcast, and far down in the eastern horizon the skyline was blended into a leaden haze, which gradually disappeared as the sun ascended toward the zenith. This I knew was a premonition of the approaching rainy season which i knew was always preceded for several weeks by a thin veil of clouds and the murky atmosphere of the horizon in the morning this decided us to make this our last journey and to remain at the cove after our next arrival there for there we were sheltered to a great degree from the rain and our house was much more comfortable than the abode beneath the rock on the mountain which was dreary during the long rain as i knew from experience at the cove we had a substantial house and with the stores and utensils from the wreck, we should be very comfortably situated. And besides, we had gradually, as we marched back and forth, evolved a scheme to remove some of the deck planks of the vessel, and such lumber as we found available, and to try, during the rainy season, to construct a substantial boat in which we might venture to leave the island. We planned to construct a great shed, closed in on three sides and left open at the end facing the beach beneath this we would lay the keel of our craft and test our skill as shipbuilders. so with our guns clothing such other articles as we wished to take back with us and of course puff after closing the cliff house we proceeded to the chamber beneath the ruin to pack the remaining gold our knapsacks were speedily filled and we prepared to leave the chamber marjorie preceded us to the stairs but scarcely had she reached the first step when she darted back to us shrieking and trembling her face ashy pale she crouched between us unable to speak her eyes staring widely toward the stone steps i sprang forward and looked up toward the opening there i saw standing between us and the sky silent as a statue with eyes glaring down at us the wild man of the forest there was no mistaking it but this time it looked less like an ape and more like a human being without looking around i beckoned to mr harborough he stepped to my side and catching sight of the horrible thing above us he raised his rifle and fired the report roared around the chamber and the stairway was filled with smoke simultaneously the heavy body rolled down the slippery stairs and lay outstretched at our feet. It was the wild man, lifeless, its limbs outstretched, and its wide-open eyes staring at us. After we had recovered our courage, and the first shock had partly passed away, we approached closely and examined the strange being. It was human in every detail—the hair, arms, legs, feet, eyes, and face. It had once been a man, but what a marvellous transformation had taken place the body was entirely covered with short brownish hair which grew several inches long on the breast the hair of the head was dark brown in colour long tangled and matted the nose and mouth were regular and the teeth were in fair condition the eyes were either blue or grey we could not tell exactly which the fingernails were long which made the hands look like claws The skin was tanned by exposure to the sun and rain, until it was a dark bronze hue. We pondered long concerning the history of this strange being, for a human being it surely was, once like ourselves. In death it was less repugnant than in life. Now that we had become accustomed to look at it, it impressed us only as a poor dead outcast of whom we knew nothing. There could be but one solution to the mystery and driven mad by the solitude exposure and the contemplation of his position had probably for seven years roamed the forest as a wild man-a wild beast in every sense except his origin we moved the body to a corner of the chamber composed the limbs and went out into the sunlight the long lever remained under the stone which had covered the opening and we worked it back into place closing the treasure chamber now a tomb we covered the stone thickly with earth and turned toward the forest without further incident we reached the house at the cove and proceeded to put everything in order in anticipation of the coming rainy season which we promised ourselves should be a busy one with us between boat-building and general occupations and we viewed future not without pleasant anticipation we were comfortable with every want supplied a happy family sharing a common lot never was there a complaint made by any of us we indulged in conversation about home our individual lives and discussed matters of the present and the future moment end of chapter twenty one preparing for departure death of a monster by alan eric frank d'angelo reader